0: My name is Vance Hunter, and I serve as the pastor of CARE and the pastor of the Neighborhood Resource Center here at the Three Crosses, and I am so glad that we could be together today. Let's say a a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, we just thank you that your presence is here with us today, and we just pray that you would illuminate our hearts, our minds, our souls, uh, that we would know exactly what you would have us to take from your word today. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Let me ask you, have you ever wondered what's next for you in life? Uh, maybe you feel like you're in transition with your career or your job, or, or maybe you feel like it's almost time to retire and you're just wondering what's next. Or maybe you're just at a, a place in life where you're wondering what's next for you. Well, uh, I was there not long ago myself, and I took it to God. And I sensed God saying, Vance, Vance. Uh, I hear you're concerned about what's next for you in life. Let me share with you what's next for my church and how you can be included. So I took that, uh, what I understood the Lord to be saying, I took that to the senior leadership of our church and uh, I shared with them how I sensed that God was calling me uh, to serve along with others to bring uh, to those in our neighbors in the city of Oakland, to bring those in need uh, more ministry and more resources. And to my surprise, uh, they came back and said, Vance, we, we want to do that too. And let's also focus on our neighbors here uh, at three, around Three Crosses, uh, Hayward, San Leandro, San Lorenzo, uh, Ashland, and Cherryland. So we agreed and uh, we got started. Uh, we began uh, by studying and researching our own community right here in the Eden area. And what we discovered was that there are more than 80,000 people right here in our community that are uh, without a church home, without any church affiliation. And there's 16% of the people that live beneath the poverty level and another 20% live in households where English is not spoken as a second language. And so with that, you may be asking, well, what are we doing about that? Well, since COVID-19 with the uh, food pantry here at Three Crosses, We've been providing meals to thousands of families bi-weekly, and we can't say enough about the, the many volunteers that come out uh, over and over and risk their health and their sacrifice their time and, and give themselves uh, to what we're doing here for those who are in need of food. Uh, we also have our benevolence fund where we use our budget coaches and others uh, to uh, just talk with people and those who are in need who come to the church uh, we provide them with um, uh, some funds from our benevolence funds. And we also provide prayer, pastoral care, uh, pastoral counsel. And we have care groups that help people who are in transition and on this challenged in life. And we also started up a, a uh, tutoring program. So uh, now these are just some of the current programs that we have here at Three Crosses. But I also want to share with you today what I believe to be the biblical heart of local missions. I know that there are many people who think that local missions is It's sharing with people the saving uh, power and the saving grace of Jesus Christ. But it's even much more than that. It's also sharing God, the blessings of God's great kingdom. And we see that. We see that throughout the scriptures. Uh, We look at uh, Genesis chapter 2, excuse me, chapter 12, verse 2, where God says to Abraham, I'm going to make you a great nation and you shall be a blessing to all of them. And we know ultimately the superior blessing uh, came through the seed of Abraham, Jesus Christ. And uh, we also see in the the Old Testament where God speaks to, to Moses in the book of Leviticus, chapter 19, verse 33, where God tells Moses, when a stranger resides with you in your land, you shall not do them wrong. The stranger who resides in your land shall be to you as a native among you, and you shall love them as yourself. Listen, for you were once aliens in the land of Egypt. I am the Lord, your God. When I think of the biblical heart of local missions, I'm also reminded of Jesus in John 3:16, where Jesus tells this, religious leader, this religious ruler, this, this teacher of the Old Testament law, a Pharisee, Nicodemus. Jesus says to him, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever should believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. In this passage, we find Jesus, the savior of the world, telling Nicodemus, who again is a religious leader and a ruler, how to gain eternal life, truly Jesus unequivocally demonstrates the biblical heart of local missions by not only sharing his great message of love with the poor, but also here, the elite. I'm also reminded of the biblical heart of local missions in Acts 2.45, and it says, and they began selling their property and possessions and sharing them with all those in need. This was the early church. Here we find the church meeting the immediate need of those within their community. And right now, I feel like I would be remiss in my duties if, uh, as, as a member of the clergy, if I didn't know and share with you how there are many scholars in America and many pastors, and even many pastors and colleagues of mine right here in the Bay Area, who all agree that the church in America, with exceptions—sure, there's there's exceptions—but oh, but moreover, the church in America has not been faithful. To the biblical mandate for local missions. And how? By being absent and silent in the lives of the poor, the marginalized, and the people of color right here in America. George Barner, in his book, The Second Coming of the Church, he wrote that because we, the church, have ignored the issues of race in America, we are being weakened. And if we don't quickly realign our hearts, our minds, and our soul and consequently redirect our efforts, we will lose our platform of influence in American society. Surely we can look at the sign of the times and see that what Barner wrote 10 years ago is even more true today. Now, I know that this is a scathing rebuke of the church, and I know it's not easy to talk and hear about that, not even for myself, but what the scholars and people such as Barner is emphasizing is that the church can do more. And we can do more, but only through Christ. In Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, Jesus is described as him who is able to do immeasurably more than we may ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. Many years ago, I served as a local missionary for a major missionary organization here in the United States. And while in training, there was one thing that was emphasized over and over, and that was this, wherever you go, find a need and meet it and tell people about Jesus. What are the needs in our church, in our community, in our nation? Upon asking the question, it becomes obvious with over 80,000 people in our own community living without a church home, and in subpar conditions, there exists a great need for more intentional Evangelistic efforts right here at home. Another major despairing problem that exists in our community and our nation is disparity and the need to close the social economic gap between the races. According to the most recent Eden area, our own community, our most recent Eden area community profile, disparity between the races is one of the top three trends in our own community. Now, again, the question arises, how can the church evangelize a community and a nation plagued by disparity and do it within the biblical context of local missions? And it's exciting what we can do. At Three Crosses, we wanted to address this issue by building upon what we were already doing. And what we've done is to create the Neighborhood Resource center. The model, the ministry model for the neighborhood resource centers, was referred to as servant evangelism too, which aims is to share the good news of Christ with those in need while assisting them to improve their quality of life. Jesus speaks of this, and this undergirds our ministry. Jesus speaks of this in Matthew twenty twenty eight. He said, "For the Son of Man came not to serve, but came not to be served." but to serve and give his life a ransom for many. Jesus also said in John ten ten, I came to give you life and that you would have it more abundantly. When I think about the biblical heart of local missions, I'm also reminded of Proverbs 31 and eight, where it says, speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, for the rights of all who are destitute. This scripture reminds me of a story that I heard last year in the news, and maybe you've heard it also. Uh, there was a story that came up about four single moms in the city of Oakland. And undoubtedly, they were without a home, but they took over a home and occupied this unoccupied home. And a dispute broke out. And a dispute ended up including the police department, the uh, the uh, real estate company, and, and others. Well, the dispute was eventually settled, but it was not settled without the help of a local activist and other allies. I bring this up to say that the church, through local missions, can also do the same. We look back in history. Cesar Chavez, who marched for the rights of the United Farm Workers back in the 60s, he marched and they marched and they marched. Finally, they had a breakthrough. And Cesar Chavez says, things did not improve for the better until the church got involved. God may call you to a protest, a peaceful protest, a march, whatever it is he may call to you to. If you can go there and lift up the name of Jesus and help to improve a community and a people's life, that's the biblical heart of local missions right there. When I think about the heart of local, the biblical heart of local mission or the heart of biblical local missions, I'm also reminded of what Jesus said in Mark 14 7 he says you will always have the poor with you i believe that one of the reasons that jesus allowed it to be that way is because i believe that the poor and marginalized and people of color in america need the church and i believe the church in america needs the poor marginalized and people of color you may be thinking, maybe thinking I, I've never heard anything like that before. Or, that, or you may even be thinking, yes, I have undervalued people from time to time. If you've had that, that attitude or that behavior, uh, I want to encourage you to confess it and repent from it. Uh, mm-hmm. In our home, when I grew up, if my mother was to hear about us or somebody did, you know, overlooking someone or not treating them right, she would say, Lord, have mercy. Or she would say, have mercy, Jesus. And we heard that we knew that it was time to clean up our behavior and make a change. Now, I want to also say that as I'm coming to the end of our time today, I hope that you understand a little bit more about how we serve our community and people uh, of need here at the three crosses. And I hope also this encourage you just to think a little bit deeper about the biblical heart of local missions. And with that being said, I want to leave you with two suggestions. One, if you've never made, Jesus, if you never made peace with God through his son, Jesus, I would encourage you to do that today by asking Christ to come into your life and then find a Bible-believing church like Three Crosses or another and make your home there at that church. And then also, if you've already made peace with God, but you're wondering what's next for you, I would encourage you to take that to God and see what he says. And then bring what you think he said to the leaders of Three Crosses, including myself or the church you attend. And with that being said, I just want to say, Three Crosses and friends, I love you and may God continue to bless you.
1: Hi, everyone. I'm Mark Tyler and I have the privilege of serving as our pastor to Global Missions. You know, there are a lot of things I love about our church. One of the things I most love about our church is that we are what I call a Great Commission Church. Say, what's a Great Commission Church? Well, that's a church that just seeks to reach people with God's love and with the gospel locally, like Pastor Vance just uh, talked to us about. It's also a church that seeks to reach thousands of people with God's love and the gospel globally, all over the world. The Great Commission, of course, is the final command, you know, that Jesus gave us before he sent it into heaven that we would take the gospel, we would take God's love to the entire world. There's actually five versions of the Great Commission in the New Testament, one at each of the end of the gospels and then one in the book of Acts. In the gospel of Mark, uh, Jesus said it this way. He said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. I mean, that's a lot of people, that's 7.4 billion people, but that is our commission, Now, most of you know, if you attend our church, that we support every month over 700 indigenous church planners who are serving in 18 countries around the world, bringing the gospel to these areas of the world. And the number one thing that our church planners request of me, they say, Pastor Mark, please tell Three Crosses how much we appreciate that $50 per month of support that sends us into full-time gospel ministry And then they've been saying, especially as of late, Pastor Mark, please tell Three Crosses how much we appreciate all the extra support that you provided during COVID 19. Now, if you receive my weekly missions updates, and I hope you do, you know a little bit about what God's been doing through our missions ministry during this time of COVID 19. If not, you can sign up right now, literally. And I would be glad to start sending you these weekly email updates that feature like one really cool story of what God's doing through our church, through our support, through our giving in these countries. And all you need to do is email missionsupdate at threecrosses.org to sign up and you'll start getting those. I would love for you to get those every week. COVID-19, it's a global pandemic. I know that we understand that. It certainly affected us in the United States, but it's also affected uh, all the countries and all the church planners, including their families that we support. By God's grace, and I've been amazed at this, we as a church, we've not decreased our support for these 700 church planners. We've actually increased our support. Thank you for giving. We have such a generous church that just loves the work of God. And we've been able to provide additional help to all of our church planners during this COVID-19 period. And today in this missions update, I'm going to take you to three countries and just three countries that we support and share with you what God has been doing in these three countries because of your prayers and your giving during the season of COVID-19. So let's start by taking you to the Philippines, Okay. Now, we support a total of 70 church planters serving in the Philippines. And right now you're seeing pictures, you know, of their smiling faces. They're full of joy. All of our church planters target unreached areas, you know, where people have yet to hear about Jesus, irrespective of the country. Now, you say, what about the Philippines? The Philippines is a reached country except for certain areas. In the Philippines, there are 580 slums in the metro Manila area where eight million people live. And the people that live in these slums, they live on one to $2 per day. You can imagine the conditions, you're seeing a couple pictures of them right now. Our 70 church planters, they take the gospel into these slum areas, they plant churches in these areas and they do this at great risk to their lives and their health. Most of them have incurred some type of disease like tuberculosis or hepatitis, because of the conditions in these slum areas, they're quite dirty and that kind of thing. But they say this they say, We are willing to become sick so others can know Jesus. And uh, that moves me deeply, their commitment to take the gospel. You know, at first, when COVID 19 hit, all of our church planners and all the countries, you know, regardless of the country, they were faced with the same things that you and I have been faced with fear, you know, questions confusion, you know, what is COVID-19? Why am I being asked, you know, to shelter in place or for them stay in their homes? A lot of confusion. You know, we have the internet, we have good information, but you think about these countries we support, they don't have that kind of information. And all the church planners that we support, they live day by day, which means they they have no refrigerators like we do. They have no extra food stored up like we do uh, in their humble homes. They live day by day. In other words, they go out, they buy the food, you know, from the small market and bring it home. That's what they eat. So imagine what it was like for them to be asked, to lock themselves in their homes, not having any food. Wow. So what did we do? (laughs) Thank you, Three Crosses. As a church, we ended up helping hundreds of our church planters and their families in all these 18 countries with literally thousands of pounds of food We're talking rice and beans and cooking oil. And this helped these families, our church planters, just to survive. But this is what I began to notice. As things began to open up a little, you know, like they've begun to open up more in the United States. That's happening around the world. All our church planters, they began taking those goods meant for them. And they began sharing those goods with others as a means of extending God's love and sharing the gospel to the unreached. Uh, the result has been actually an explosion of people come to know Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord during this season of COVID-19. Hundreds of Filipinos, for example, they started showing up at these outreaches for food and hearing the gospel. Dozens, actually hundreds, began turning to Christ. Uh, you see this picture, a hundred kids at this outreach prayed to receive Christ as Savior and Lord. So on behalf of our Filipino church planners, They all want to say thank you, Three Crosses, for your giving, for your praying. Wow. Let me take you to Uganda. We support 62 church planners in Uganda. You're seeing some of their smiling faces here. And here are some of the pictures of them. Uh, And I asked Pastor Daniel, who's our movement leader in Uganda, how are things going during COVID-19? He said, Pastor Mark, it's very difficult during COVID-19. Everyone is locked in their homes. They have no source of income because they can't work and they have no food. He said very few people have died from COVID-19, but numerous people have died because of COVID-19 and that kind of broke my heart. He said people are literally starving to death and many people in Uganda are committing suicide. He said just yesterday we had a family in our community kill four of his kids, the father did, killed the wife and then he hung himself. Pastor Daniel did that funeral. And I said, Pastor Dan, how can we help? And he said, we desperately need food. And so the same thing, we provided thousands of pounds of food for Uganda. You're seeing some of those pictures. And the same thing happened. Once things started to open up, they took that food, they began to share it with others, and hundreds of people placed their faith in Jesus Christ. I asked Pastor Daniel, how how else can we help? What else is going on in Uganda? He said, you know, COVID-19 has really revealed some very dark things in our country. And I think we would probably admit the same thing has happened in the United States and in all these countries where COVID-19 has hit. And Daniel, Pastor Downey, he said, you know, we have become aware of this unreached village that uh, there is no church. Generations where there's never been any Christianity, no church here, and they actually practice cannibalism as a way to worship demons, as a way to appease demons. And the women and the children in this village are absolutely terrified to go out at night for fear they'll be kidnapped. It's, it's it's hard to imagine this thing is happening. And I said, "Pastor Daniel, how can we help?" And he said, "Mark, <laughs> we have this church planter named Isaac. He was saved out of this community and we've trained him. He's willing to go back and actually plant a church in this area." Wow. Here's a picture of Isaac. That guy looks like he could plant a church in this area, right? Well, I sent out an email, you know, to you guys during, you know, my weekly email, and uh, in one week, all the funds came in to purchase the land and build the first church in history in this area. And Pastor Daniel just emailed me back. He's elated. He said, hallelujah, the presence of this church will break the evil stronghold in this village, and many people will come to Jesus. You know, 15 people already in this village, have come to know Christ as their Savior and Lord. They've been baptized by Pastor Isaac, as you're seeing in this picture right now, all the glory of God. Please be praying for Pastor Isaac. Please be praying for Uganda. Thank you, Three Crosses, for all of your support, for your prayers for the country of Uganda. All right, let me bring you to Bangladesh. How does that sound? So we support 40 church planters in Bangladesh. You're seeing some pictures of them right now. What I want you to do here in this segment, I want you to hear from our movement leader in Bangladesh, Pastor B, as he shares in this video about the difficulty that Bangladesh is facing due to COVID-19. Hello,
0: uh, greetings from Bangladesh, Dhaka city. This is the city I live, you'll see in my behind. This road usually huge traffic, thousands of buses and cars, but because of the lockdown, everything is shut down. People have no work, no job, jobless, and there is a big crisis to have their life. Would you please stand
1: with us, help us, pray for us. Thank you so much, Pastor B from Bangladesh. Well, the same thing happened. We provided hundreds of pounds of food which helped them survive. And then they began to share that food with the lost and so many trusted in Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord as you're seeing in these pictures. This man and this woman that you're seeing right here They both trusted in Jesus as Savior and Lord because of God's love coming to them in the midst of their pain and their suffering. These are former Muslims that are turning to Christ. Pastor B, he also used some of those funds that we provided to print hundreds of flyers that explain COVID-19 and like good hygiene practices and, you know, how to avoid COVID-19. And the church planners would go out into the streets and distribute the literature to all of these unreached people, Muslims. And many Muslims, they would say, why are you talking to us? Our religious leaders, they won't even talk to us. They're afraid to get COVID-19, but you're talking to us. Why? And the church planners would respond, Jesus loves us, so we love you. And that would just provide this amazing opening for them to share the the love of God and the gospel. And many Muslims turned to Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. You say, how many? Well, it's pretty incredible. I want to show you a video right now of just one baptismal service of many that shows 100 former Muslims being baptized, all because of God's love coming to them, all because of the grace of God and the love of the gospel coming to this community that you guys supported. So check out this video.
0: Thank you so much for your prayers. you see there is a mass baptism going on this morning we are grateful, rejoicing to the Lord, even the, uh, between the coronavirus, hundred of people there getting baptism, our heart is full of joy.
1: We are really appreciate
0: what God is doing today, it's an amazing baptism program is going on. So it's a must. People is gathering here, so please pray
1: for them. Now, because this is being recorded, I've had to be very selective about what I've shared with you today to really protect our partners in the field who serve in these persecuted countries. There are so many miracles in other countries that we support that I just couldn't talk to you guys about, but I hope that what you've heard has encouraged you. This is a kind of a final picture I wanna show you. I received this from Bangladesh, which I think kinda just sums up everything our church planners wanna say to you, my Three Crosses church family. Look at this beautiful picture. Thank you so much for your love and this relief. Hundreds of church planners all over the world are thanking you right now. Thank you, Three Crosses, for being a great commission church. You know, I love this series, We've Just Come Through, One Kingdom. I think you've enjoyed it. It's been challenging and encouraging. We've been learning that if we are Christians, we are citizens of God's kingdom, right? And while on earth, as citizens of God's kingdom, we've been given a mission. And that mission is the Great Commission. Let me share with you, if I could, just what God has been teaching me personally as your missions pastor During the season of COVID 19, I'm still working on this statement, but I pass it on to you as just a work in progress. And here's the statement The Great Commission is the great adventure that every soul longs for, and it leads to great joy. I mean, I just want you to look at that statement. You know, you and I, we are wired for a great adventure. None of us wants to live like a boring life. No, we wanna live an adventurous life. And God knows that he's created you in his image to live an adventure. And I would share with you that the Great Commission is that adventure that every soul longs for. If you're watching and you're not yet a Christian, you may not even realize this yet, but you are created for God. You're created for Jesus, for him to live in your soul. And that is what you're longing for. I want to encourage you to put your faith in Jesus, believe on Jesus, be saved. And the joy that will come to your life because of that faith in Christ will just amaze you. If you're a Christian, maybe you're a Christian, there's an adventure for you. And that adventure is the great commission, living it out, being engaged in it. And let me tell you, it will lead to great joy in your life. I don't know if you've ever talked to someone who's like in the midst of sharing the gospel, they're engaging in the Great Commission with someone who doesn't know Christ and, and they're sh- you're sharing with an unbeliever. You talk to someone like that and they all they want to do is share with you what God's been doing. And they are, watch this, full of joy. I've been getting so many emails and phone calls from you guys sharing with me about how COVID-19 has just opened up amazing conversations with so many people. I see so many people coming to Christ in the midst of this time And anyone who's calling me up, you're engaging in the Great Commission. What I see in your life is joy. It's awesome. You know, have you ever talked to someone who's just like come home from a missions trip? All they want to do is talk about that missions trip. And what do you see in their life? Total joy. If you've ever talked to someone who's like supporting one of our church planners, and they're sending them into these countries, and they're getting the reports on what God's doing through their giving and their praying, there's joy in their lives, you know? I love what Luke 15, 7 says. It says this, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents. When the great commission is being engaged and people are coming to Christ, all heaven rejoices and we rejoice with all heaven. In Luke chapter 10, Jesus sends out 72 of his disciples to carry out the great commission. Jesus had more than 12 disciples. He also had 72 and actually had 120. You're one of his disciples. And on this missions trip, so to speak, as they go out and live out the Great Commission, taking God's love and the gospel to the community, the Bible says this in Luke 10, 17, the 72 returned with what? Joy. Joy. And even Jesus, in that context, in Luke chapter 10, verse 21, says this, at that time, Jesus, full of joy, through the Holy Spirit said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and have revealed them to little children. Has God brought you here today? Is he wanting to like reveal to you something today that you may have never learned or maybe that you learned in the past, but that you need to relearn and that the source of supernatural joy is engagement in the Great Commission locally and globally. And I love our church because this is what we're about. We are a Great Commission church. I want to ask you a question. Are you actively engaging in the Great Commission? Or are you getting distracted by other things or down by other things? Are you engaging in the Great Commission locally and globally? You know, I just think this is something that all of us need to think about, evaluate in our lives and take action upon. I know This has been a season for me to really evaluate that and go deeper in this area in my own life, locally as well as globally. You know, I love what the writer of Hebrews says to us and about Jesus in this passage. And just let this scripture speak to you right now, wherever you're at in your life. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, those are those that have gone before us in in past times, living out the Great Commission. Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. God has a race marked out for you, fixing our eyes eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy, there's that word again, set before him, endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. You know, the cross was not joyful. It was what the cross would produce that brought Jesus joy. See, the redemption of humanity, eternal life for you and me, that's what brought Jesus joy. That's what allowed him to endure the cross. Jesus was thinking about you. He was thinking about me on that cross. He was thinking about the eternal family of God that would come about as a result of him enduring that cross. You and I We are part of the greatest reality in human history, the redeemed family of God, the one kingdom of God, all because your Lord and Savior endured that cross and he did it for you. And one day Jesus, he's gonna wrap up all human history as we know it, and the family of God will reign with Jesus in glory for all eternity in a new kingdom. And I love this picture that John gives us in the book of Revelation chapter seven. It it reflects the culmination of the Great Commission. Just take this in. Imagine this. This is what John says. After this, I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, tribe, people, and language standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and holding palm branches in their hands, and they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. They fell down on their faces before the throne and worshiped God saying, amen, praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever, amen. Let's pray, shall we? Lord Jesus, we thank you for the privilege of being with you today. Sharing this communion time together. Thank you that for the joy set before you, you endured the cross. And thank you that by your grace, we are all part, those who have put our faith in you, of the eternal family of God. You've given us a purpose as we live on earth to be engaged. In this great commission, Lord Jesus, I pray that we'd ever be followers of Christ and ever be a church that's engaging the great commission locally and globally for your glory and majesty and honor. We thank you that the great commission is the great adventure that every soul longs for and that it leads to great joy. And I pray that as your people, we could live in that joy this day, this week, in the months and years to come. I pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Hey everybody, thanks so much for watching. Hopefully you were encouraged by what you saw today. My name is Danny, I'm the pastor at Three Crosses and just wanna encourage you, if you're looking to connect more, you can check out our website, threecrosses.org. We stream our services every Sunday. You can jump in on that or if you live in the San Francisco Bay Area, come and find us, we'd love to connect with you. Before you go today, hit the subscribe button. Keep up to date with what's going on week after week. We'd love to stay connected. Have a great one.